welcome to the Tumbleweed Podcast, where we discuss an eclectic range of topics, including business, design, Texas culture, and everything in between. We're two teachers that turned a side hustle into a nationally known apparel brand, and now we work with some of the biggest names in Texas. We strive to never stop exploring and continue to draw inspiration from our adventures. So drift and explore or raise a glass. We're always ready to hang out and talk about the things that we love. So come roll with us as we drift and explore. Hey, y'all. I'm Brian Weissong, the CEO and co-founder of Tumbleweed Textiles, and I'm here with my business partner, Jeb Matalich. Hey, what's going on, guys? Hey, and today we are honored to have one of our uh, good friends in the barbecue scene. I'll actually let Jeb kind of give the intro here to let you know who we have with us. Yeah, today we are pumped to have our friend uh, Joe Zavala from Zavala's Barbecue in Grand Prairie, Texas. They are a top 50 uh, Texas monthly barbecue joint and uh, happy enough to get Joe over here to Frisco and uh, have a little chat with us this afternoon. Man, I'm excited because I remember, man, I don't know, a few years ago when you uh, told me, hey, this guy Zavala (laughs) wanted to order a shirt, which was a Zavala t-shirt. I was like, man, this is a joke. There's no way. Uh, do you remember that time? I think so. Yeah. I mean, um, Joe, we'll kind of let you talk uh, a little bit about that, how you kind of came to to maybe find us or even get into the barbecue joint. First of all, you know, say what's up to our, our crew here. Yeah. Thank you all so much for having us out. I know uh, we were talking about a podcast that y'all wanted to do it like a year ago. So I'm so happy that y'all are doing it. Yeah. Like, There's no better way to talk about what's going on in the world. Yeah, no doubt. Well, um, we definitely want to talk about barbecue. So uh, let's let, uh, you know, our listeners here kind of find out a little bit about you and how you got started in the barbecue world and kind of talk about how we all met and then uh, go from there. Yeah. So growing up, my uh, dad always cooked out uh, Dallas Cowboys game. All the friends and family came over. It was just one of those things we did every Sunday, right? And we were in championships, so everybody was happy. Everybody was probably a little tipsy, but they were having a good time. Um, And then we bought our house in 2015, and I wanted that same feeling. So I wanted a smoker. I wanted to smoke myself. My father-in-law also did some barbecuing, so I went to his house and stole an old Oklahoma Joe that he had. Fourth July of 2015, I made my first brisket. And, you know, they always say your family and friends – love free stuff and that's the truth like everybody said it was the greatest brisket they ever had my best friend cj that y'all know said this is the absolute worst thing he ever ate and uh, i'm so glad he told me that because i just became absolutely obsessed with barbecue and uh from that day on all the way to about november every weekend i was cooking barbecue in my old oklahoma joe i still have it and uh around november time frame i looked at my wife i said hey i have an idea we have a crap ton of student loans. Like, let's start selling barbecue on the weekends, and we'll just do pre-orders only. There's no risk. It's going to be all online. It's going to be on social media. And uh, she's like, all right. And I want to name it Sally May because, you know, I had a whole bunch of student loans. That would be funny. <laughs> and I told my dad that, and he's like, nope, it needs to be Zavala's Barbecue. I'm like, man, are you serious? Everybody does that. Right. And so I did. Named it Zavala's Barbecue. And um, January 1st um, of 2016, we – Open for business, made a post on Instagram, Facebook, and I was so excited. All my friends and family are like, yes, we're going to order from you. So excited. So as the week was going on, getting closer to that Saturday, we didn't have a single order. And I was like, man, 
like I looked at my wife and I told her this is the stupidest thing we ever did. Um, but that Saturday morning I made a post and said, thank y'all so much for all the support and love now taking orders for the next week. Cause no one knows what's happening, yeah, right? Fake it till you make it. Yeah. Right? And, uh, so the following week we had some orders from some friends, then some family members a week after that, then friends and friends and then family friends. And then people we didn't even know around March timeframe. And my wife was driving me all the way around. I would get off work, on uh, Thursday, or excuse me, on Friday at four o'clock, start cooking barbecue. Wouldn't get done until about eight in the morning. Let her rest for two hours, and then she would drive me around from Frisco to Mansfield to Highland Park to South Lake to drop off these two pound orders. That was like the minimum. Oh my gosh! And uh, we were losing money. I, you know, looking back at it, I'm like, why was I doing this? And we just started growing. Uh, CJ um, started driving me around because my wife was making me buy her shoes every weekend because she was really mad at me because of all the driving. And uh, CJ started driving me around with his kids. They were at the time, they were like seven and three, and it was cool. We'd stop and get them donuts, and we'd drive around and do all the orders. And then, uh, you know, I'm born and raised in Grand Prairie, and uh, there was a Hatch Chili Fest that was coming up in uh, 2017. Yeah, so a year and a half later, he gets me on this pop-up, and um, I didn't I didn't want to do it. I'm like, I just want to be in my backyard. But he signed me up, so now we were committed. And uh, the coolest thing ever was it was 8 o'clock in the morning on, like, it was, like, August 17th in 2017, and we had a line of five people before you open up at 8 o'clock in the morning. Wow. I'm like, we made it. Yeah. Like, we literally have a barbecue line. I think we sold, like, four briskets two pork butts and I had so much beans left over because we made too much. And, uh, it was like the greatest feeling ever. And, uh, so you get this, you know, bug, it's like, ah, oh, all right, we need to find a place that we can do this all the yeah. time. So we started meeting with the city of Grand Prairie saying, Hey, I want to open a barbecue joint. And I was telling them my like vision of a, a trailer and all this stuff. And they're like, no, because it was by residents. And they're like, if I get a phone call from somebody saying my dog smells like brisket, like I'm not going to deal with that. Yeah. So I totally get it. So we just kept on meeting and we couldn't find a place. And then uh, we did another pop-up during the holiday season. And we met uh, this individual, Jonathan, from the Brass Bean. And uh, I came up with this idea. I said, hey, can I pay you $200 to um, sell barbecue out of there? And he's like, you keep all the drinks and keep all the food sales and he's like, or dessert sales. He's like, yeah, I'll do that. Because, you know, it's 200 bucks. It's 800 bucks. That's, yeah. probably, that's probably his rent, right? Yeah. So we did that. And uh, that March, or we, we secured it that February 2018. That March uh, 2018, we uh, had our first pop-up. It was great. Second week, we had an article written in D Magazine. Like, we made it. That Monday, the city calls me. They shut us down. Oh, yeah. Boy. Yeah, they shut us down. And uh, they said, uh, you don't have the right permits. I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm using the commissary kitchen. They have the health permit. Yeah. Like I'm paying. I'm like, nah, that's not how it works. I'm like, all right. So, you know, we work really closely with the city and uh, they created a special event permit uh, because they knew we were trying to find a place. And uh, so we had 18 weeks to find a place. Um, the, um, the place that we're located in now went for sale in May. It was uh, a 1947 uh, Weber's root beer and there was a bakery out of there. And me and Drew, we were cooking for our pop-up around uh, that April, May time frame. Had a couple of uh, Lone Star Lights. And I just looked at him and said, hey, you want to go see if we get a loan from the bank? And yeah. he's like, sure. So we literally went across the street to the bank uh, and said, hey, will you give us a loan? And they're like, yeah, we could give you a loan. And me and him look at each other like, are you kidding me? Yeah. 
So we secured the loan in September of 2018. We bought the building. 2019, we uh, opened uh, the brick and mortar. Uh, we had about 150 people in line that first day. I think you were there, right, Joe? I was, yeah. Yeah. Daniel Vaughn was there, too. Right. Like, the first day, right? That, 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 means, that means we may have some good barbecue. Some pressure, yeah. Uh, yeah. And, uh, you know, Jordan Jackson, uh, you know, one of my mentors uh, to this day, uh, learned a lot from him. He was there with his uh, family and kids. And then uh, Reed came the, the following week, and that's another of my mentors that I learned a lot from. And then, you know, we just rocked and roll. And then, uh, you know, we had this beautiful thing uh, going all in 2019. And then December 2019, I uh, find out I have cancer, multiple myeloma. And then so I had to go through all that uh, with some stem cell and a little bit of chemo and some immunotherapy. And then, uh, you know, that March of 2020, uh, that beautiful thing, COVID happened. So, you know, I tell everybody that the uh, the barbecue and COVID actually probably saved my life because I didn't have time to think about cancer like you know everybody like yes it's a huge thing and i think about it a lot but like you're just trying to survive and not have to lay off your employees and you know making sure everybody's safe because no one knew what was going on and you know we just rocked and roll and i am totally ever grateful for my team um and then i got my stem cell in june of 2020 and then uh you know we're rocking and rolling and then (laughs) I mean, when I tell the story, it sounds like a sappy story. And then that February, we had that beautiful ice storm, right? Uh, so we actually had busted pipes the last day. We were shut down for eight months or eight weeks. Uh, and then after that, we knew uh, the list was coming out for Texas right. Monthly. That like, So we, you know, we opened back up in April of 2021, and we were ready to rock and roll. And we were you know, on our A game because we knew they were putting the list together. Um, and you know, I think they wrapped up around August time frame of 2021. And then I think, uh, see today's a one year anniversary, October 18th. Oh, that's right. Uh, you know, when all that pop up in my memories. Yeah. Today. There was a lot of, uh, a lot of champagne. Yeah. Uh, you know, did some shoeies, a lot of Lone mm-hmm. Star and, you know, we had Goldie's there, Panther there. Um, Derek, uh, Walker was there. Hurtado was there. And it was just like really cool. Right. You know, it was one of those things that, uh, that was the first time in a long time I lived in the moment. And that's one thing, you know, I'm trying to get back to right now. Cause you know, I told myself when everything went on that I was going to like slow down and like enjoy the moments and it gets hard. Right. Cause yeah. you just get back to, back to going. But, uh, I think that, uh, my wife tells me this all the time is, you know, I get so focused on the destination that I forget to enjoy the journey. And I think as business owners, it's easy to do that because it's about trying to make money and make people happy that we forget to stop and think about the cool things or experiences we, we get to have, right? And um, through your journey, and I'm, I'm kind of skipping ahead a little bit. It's all good. But, I know uh, you already just asked for a quick thing. Hopefully that yeah. wasn't too long. No, I, that's well, that's okay, a history. Podcast right? over. We got yeah. it. Yeah. We're done. <laughs> um, but through that journey you just mentioned uh, – you mentioned some names, and of course, Jeb's the best of the names that you mentioned. Uh, but what's been an experience that just is, is one of the most memorable experiences outside of the celebrations? Maybe people you've met, people you've got to interact with or serve to, so, that has really made made things special for you. You know, I, I joke, you know, one of my, I consider him actually a really, really good friend, uh, Matt Pittman with Me Church. And, you know, he's gave me opportunities that I would never have had to do. And hopefully we don't, I don't get too much in trouble for, for this one. But he had an opportunity to um, teach a, a, a ribeye and lobster class to one of uh, our beloved cowboys tight end that everybody loves um that lives out in the you know south lake area and uh, you know he had a lot of great friends that was a great quarterback here and uh, a great receiver you know that everybody fell in love with that was at the beautiful eyes and uh back in may we we got i got to help him 
teach how to make ribeyes and i'm like oh my god like like that's so awesome like it it was like i I couldn't believe it like i was like i have to pinch myself and like one of the wives are like hey you need to try my steak and like she's feeding it like chris is looking at me and i'm like i don't care i'm going in for it and it was just like the happiest moment ever and you know we were trying to leave because you know like we came to do a job and we want to be professional because that's what we have to be and wanted to leave and they're like, no, where are you going? Y'all stay. So we stay there till you know, two in the morning. And, you know, they had 1942 and everybody was just having a great time. And everybody was down to earth. Like yeah. no one made you feel awkward. Everybody was just happy. And it was like the coolest thing ever. And I say that because, you know, y'all were sponsored at Tubador Fest. And, you know, Matt had the opportunity to feed uh, some of the uh, musicians out there. And one of my wife's biggest... Uh, people that she loves way Bowen and Matt's like, Hey, and he's like, come over here. Cause he knew that. And, uh, you know, sure enough, way Bowen's there. And, uh, it was the coolest thing ever. Cause we're having a conversation with him. And I was like telling him about the Zavala's family foundation about, you know, how we had Cleto a couple years ago, then Cody West. And then we had awesome me. And I said, my ultimate dream one day would, you know, be able to get you. And he's like, for real. He's like, what's your number? And he sends me his agent's number. And he's like, let's, let's figure it out. And oh, I'm nice. like, I'm like, holy this cow, like, this is like Wade Bowen. And then later that day, um, you know, they're feeding them and, uh, you know, you know, Matt's like, hey, um, here. So we're able to go backstage and I was watching, like, I would never thought in a million years that I'll be watching Wade Bowen and Randy Rogers from the side of the stage. That's cool. So in a weird way, I joke with Matt all the time. I'm like, man, thank you for this Make-A-Wish Foundation. And like, he's like, let me be able to be with them to teach Dallas Cowboys how to make barbecue and then I got to hang out and listen to Way Bowen and Randy Rogers yeah. some of the people that are the OG Texas like music that is foundational right I, and I know you were supposed to drink when you're 21 but man, we were 18 19 years old like listening yeah. to Randy Rogers and Way Bowen and drinking like Natty Light like <laughs> that is awesome it's like the coolest thing ever yeah no so doubt. I mean what I like about this story is like it just happened so quick like you were just barbecuing in the backyard for friends and things and then all of a sudden like then you have a pop-up then you have then you have a store and then it's like then you make top 50 and then you're making these connections with people. I think that's something that we kind of found uh, early on as well too. I mean, we started getting shirts on people that were, you know, somewhat celebrity ish. Right. And, you know, we did our shirt, you know, within the barbecue world with, with for Daniel Vaughn, he had a book that came out uh, that he did with Anthony Bourdain, which was. Well, talk about didn't, didn't you also do a little bit of sketching for a uh, Sam Jones book? I did. Like, come on now. That's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. That's that so, real so cool. We've been able to get tied into the barbecue right. uh, world pretty early, early on easy, but I mean, early on in the days, but, um, it's just kind of fun that to hear all the stories and the, and the things yeah. that happen um, well, through these connections that, you know, we've that, all made. And you nailed it. And I think you, you mentioned the word like community, right? I mean, I think my one of my favorite memories, talking about the adventure and the journey, is uh, Jeb and I were at this – I mean, we're I mean, yeah, we live in Frisco, but I mean, we're high school teachers at the time. This is probably about nine years ago. And Daniel Vaughn invited us to his Top 50 party. It was at a guy's mansion down in Dallas, right? And uh, we, oh my God, like well, it's for his book it, re- book release. Oh, it's for his book release. Book okay, release. yeah, yeah, his book release and, for the and profits of smoked meat. Yeah. Ah, we walk in like we're totally feel like we're out of place. At least I did. Um, you know, walk out to around the pool and you see you know Aaron Franklin out there with his wife serving food, and I mean all of these big names that we just I mean we really look up to. Um, but what I guess surprised me is that every single person there is a normal human. They, they, they love their craft, and most importantly, it's all about that community of people, and they all want to support each other. Yeah, one thing I try to teach people 
and I truly believe it. People, it's human nature that you want to help people. Yeah. Like, I don't care, even if you're the meanest person in the world, you still have a heart, you want to help somebody. Um, and I tell people, don't be afraid to have a conversation and ask. Because even if they say no, they may tell you, this is a reason why not, or I know somebody that can help you. Yeah. And people are afraid to ask for help. And people are afraid to fail. Like, all through that journey, yes, it was quick. But I didn't talk about all the failures. Like, I probably had 150 failures right. through all that, oh, right? Yeah. But every single time, there was a little bit of information that you gain. And even if people told you no, they wanted to help you to get to what you wanted, right? Yeah. So I think if people, like, switch your mindset of, oh, like, I can't do this, instead of just saying, like, yes, like, people want to help, just go ask, go do. Like, I, I, that's what I think what people forget. Like, you know, I think we saw that with COVID, right? People wanted to help. Um, and, and even, like, in our business, like, Jeb, when I reached out to you, I was nervous, but you know, I guess it's like, like the salesperson in me, like you just have to ask. Right. And I'm like, you know, I, I did fall in love with you guys cause y'all were very Texas forward and there was no one doing that. And there was opportunities for, uh, you know, my last name is Zavala and y'all had a lot of Lorenzo de Zavala stuff. And that was like really cool. The first vice president in the Republic of Texas. And I remember buying, y'all were the only people selling the hats. Right. And had a couple of those shirts and even had the kids shirt so we can buy for our son. And I was like, you know what? You know, if we're starting this barbecue thing up, it's like, if, like, if we're going to be official, like, yeah. like I want to make sure we are first class. And I really believe y'all are first class and still are first class. And I'm like, let's see if they'll do something. Like, I just want to, you know, come up with our shirts. Cause we had somebody doing our stuff, but they were sorry ass shirts. Like, no, like, I, like, I love them to death, but you know, it's, it's a difference, right? With somebody doing it on the side and someone that this is your profession, right? Like yeah. this is, this is, this is how you make a living. And it's like. All right, I want to make sure I team up with the best, and also like the foundations of who y'all are, and like the every every single thing that y'all stand for is the same thing that we do, right? right. And uh, and I, I reached out to Jeb, said, "Hey, would you be interested in uh, doing some designs for us?" And he's like, "I'll get back to you," because yeah. you know Jeb Jeb's his poker face all the time. <laughs> and uh, well, I will admit that I didn't quite know who you were. Like I still, I mean, I know that you were following and liking a bunch of our Instagram posts right. and stuff. I'm like, this Zavala's they seem really friendly and nice, like <laughs> yeah. cool dudes, but. I didn't, in my head, couldn't picture, like, where the restaurant was. I think I thought it maybe was in we Austin. Didn't, we didn't even have a restaurant. I, I know. So I thought maybe it was an Austin restaurant. But I heard, I'd heard, like, through the grapevine, you know, I've heard the name Zavala's, Zavala's Barbecue. So I thought maybe it was Austin or South Texas. And then I think when you reached out, that's when I kind of dug in and got on your Instagram page. And I was like, oh, Grand, Grand Prairie. Oh, do they have a restaurant? Oh, they don't have a restaurant. So then we kind of started the communication. Yeah. Going back and forth. And uh, for you, Joe, the first time... So I, th I think once we start talking about some of the merch and the designs, I think we need to explain your style. But for you, Jeb, when you first tasted some of his barbecue, what was your first thoughts? Oh, man, I was I was blown away. I'm a big bark guy, so his briskets are, like, really heavy on the black pepper. Yeah. So I like that really crispy uh, kind of just salty, peppery bark, and it was like— yeah, I was hooked. And then, of course, I'm a South Texas guy, so I love tortillas. I love a little bit of Tex-Mex flair with my For barbecue. Sure. So uh, when I knew that he was kind of incorporating that with his style, I was I was definitely down. So, so what define like what is your style, and what do you feel like kind of separates you from all the other pit masters out there with what they're doing right now? You know, from a from a food aspect, you know, I think we're really Texas is lucky. You get good barbecue anywhere. Yeah. And, you know, the beautiful thing is people talk about Texas barbecue, um, like around the country and around the world, everybody wants Texas barbecue. But when you're here in Texas, there's not Texas style barbecue. Right. Like there's so many different styles. Like, you know, literally down the street, 
or excuse me, like even in the like DFW, let's just break it down, right? There's like a Tex-Mex uh, taste of Panther, Hurtado, and ourselves, right? Yeah. But they're all different. Mm-hmm. And so is that Texas, is that a Texas-style barbecue? Then you have Valentina, the OG, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, is that Texas-style barbecue? Then you have Blood Brothers, you know, throwing their little Asian oh, yeah. influence in there. Um, and then you just have like the OG classic barbecues, like all in Austin area. And, you know, I took a trip with uh, some friends, like Tells from the Pit, because it's kind of one of those things where I think what Texas barbecue is, is that old school direct heat. And I kind of went through like a, kind of like a reawakening tour of that at the beginning of the year. And it was like, it was awesome. Like sometimes you have to figure, go back to the basics and remember what, it's all about and you, it was four o'clock in the afternoon in Lockhart, you know, and Gonzalez, like five o'clock on a Saturday, where, you know, up here, like if you're not sold out by that time, oh my God, like you're not a good barbecue joint. There was fifty people in line yeah. that wanted direct heat barbecue. And yeah. they were just eating there as a family. I didn't think a single camera taking a picture of the food. Right. And it just reminded me of what barbecue really is. It's somebody who wants to eat food and it's typically around downtown in the area and, you know, you're giving good food to people that can go a long way, go a couple of days, you know, yeah. feed a whole bunch of people. Uh, it doesn't have to be brisket, right? It can be sausage. It could be some, a pork steak or something else. Yeah. I don't know if I answered your question. No. Yeah. And, and let's talk about like your kind of your, your main thing that you're kind of known for, I guess you could say the, that, that kind of tied into the design <laughs> work that we did for you guys. Yeah. You know, I, I have a, I have a, Huge um, soft spot for East Texas barbecue because Jordan Jackson and uh, Roland from Bodacious, um, you know, the founder. Um, I spent a lot of time there and, uh, you know, it was just blowing my mind. Like they were just chopping up brisket and putting it in this barbecue sauce and they were selling it at Sloppy Joe for $1.95. And it's nonstop <laughs> kids just coming in and they would just run out of meat, but they would get a brand new brisket and chop it up because that's what they wanted. And I swear to you, it was amazing. I don't know if y'all remember when Dixie's back in the day, oh, yeah. they used to have like this barbecue meat in the thing. Like, I was all mixed of barbecue right. sauce. And like, I remember my dad like getting it all the time and I loved it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we were drinking some cold beers and, uh, we saw that and I told CJ, I said, man, we should name it the sloppy Jose. And he was like, dude, it already says of all his barbecue. We're not going to name it Jose. Cause my name's Jose. And, uh, cause I was like, it's a playoff sloppy Joe. He's like, no sloppy one. I'm like, Oh, great. Oh, yeah. And then, you know, as as an entrepreneur, you're like, all right, like, all right, it's a chop brisket pulled pork that's going to go in a tortilla. You know, how do you, how are you going to sell it? Right. right. You know, you got to create this like brand. And, uh, you know, I was like, man, it'd be really cool to have this taco just holding a hot sauce, maybe a beer and some boots and, you know, with a big old mustache. And, uh, I'm like, Hey Jeb, I know this is a weird request, but I wanted like a cartoon character and I explained it just like that. Oh yeah. And uh, he said, yeah, yeah, let me work on it. And I swear like a day later, he sends it back and I showed everybody and they're like, that's it. And he's like, no, no, I need to make changes. I'm like, no, do not make any changes. This is perfect. He got it on the first go. It was everything of who we are. And because we're playful, right? Like everybody in the, like when we're in the scene, like everybody's so serious about barbecue and they didn't know how to take us because we were always playing, joking and like having a good time um, and not really caring what people thought about us. For sure. And I think that's, you know, something that a lot of people have embraced now or doing themselves where, you know, it was like, I make barbecue. I can't smile. I have to, you know, make sure everything's perfect. Uh, We sell out. We don't, we always sell out. Like I'll post like, 
we have a shit ton of meat. Like, come get it. Like, ten percent off. Like, yeah. I, like we're in a business. Like, we have to. Right. We have to sell it. Yeah, we have to. We have twenty vacuum sealed briskets. That we have to get rid of. Do y'all want them at a discount? Like, right. it is what it is. Like, you take the good with the good, and take the bad with the bad. But I think creating this false narrative of everything's you know perfect doesn't do any good for your business, right? Yeah. And it's a being able to communicate, but also keeping it not sappy, right? Like we keep it, hey, we got meat, come, yeah. here's discount. Not, hey, no one showed up, like come support us. Well, I think uh, something I noticed like at Troubadour Festival, uh, at even at your location when we're there, um, you mentioned building a brand. You, you've done a fantastic job building a brand around your food in your restaurant. But I think something that maybe you, you see or you don't is the brand of you. Uh, your personality is so contagious. And I noticed that because when you walk around at Troubadour Fest, everyone wanted to come talk to you, put their arm around you, say, hey, what's up? Um, how You mentioned like having fun and, and, and living a fun life. How does that play in your own personal like brand? Because obviously Top 50 Barbecue, podcasts like this, people want to hear and learn from you as the pit master. Um, how's that been as it, you know, you creating your own brand within even your restaurant? Yeah. You know, I, I, I try to tell people, and I was talking to the wife about this this past weekend, there's a difference between like forcing it and just let it happen. Right. Yeah. I think if you just be you, yeah, just literally be you don't, don't force it. it. It'll happen. Right. But it takes hard work. It's been, you know, we started in 2016 and the most beautiful thing is like, yeah, like people within the barbecue world, some, you know, know who you are, but I tell the wife all the time, it's like the most beautiful thing is people have no idea who we are. That means we have so much room for growth. Like, and that's the thing about like all these big companies, like people forget it takes six, eight, nine, ten 10 years, right. For something to happen. And we also know there's only so much food that you can sell. So it's like, how do you, how do you spread that out? Like, we're really fortunate enough to get the opportunity to get our rubs into all the Walmarts in, uh, Texas. We're, uh, United supermarkets slash market streets. And we're also in the central markets and we get a showcase. Number one, our hometown that says GP Texas on there. That is so cool. And also the logo you designed for us on a play of how much, you know, I love Lone Star Light. And it's just like things like that, that help us spread out revenue streams to be able to help us during COVID during this recession that ran right you know we do classes um yeah. we do corporate classes um and you know it's just trying to figure out like how do you how do you create a healthy company yes you may have a brand a brand is great but you no know, likes don't pay the bills right yeah you have to figure out how to create some revenue streams and sometimes even like within the restaurant like it sucks that we have to raise prices but they want it. They, if you really love us, you want us to be here and you want to survive. Like that's what we have to do for sure. So, I mean, you, you think of other pit masters, small businesses, uh, people out there. Cause we, we have a lot of listeners, listeners here also going to be, cause if you barbecue <laughs> Jeb and design, and of course our company as it relates to the business, uh, some things that you mentioned is, uh, you know, creating multiple channels, um, we mentioned building a brand around the product, being building a brand around you as the human, uh, creating community with the people within your industry. But is there advice to aspiring other aspiring entrepreneurs, maybe in the barbecue industry, maybe not just business people in general that you would want to share with those? Yeah, it, you're, it's never going to be perfect. So if you don't want to do something because it's not perfect, you're, you're just, it's not going to work out. Like you, no one knows it's not perfect except you just go 
figure it out, see what works, make some adjustments and go. Like I, I tell my team this is like, if we're not making mistakes and failing, then we're not growing. Yeah. Like we, like I empower them to make mistakes. That is the only way you learn, you know, my background and I still have money through Friday jobs, it and like the agile methodology and scrums like fell fast. Like you want to fail quick so you can move on to the next thing. So just do it, fail fast and just move on. Yeah. Like it's okay. You're not going to be reprimand. Like we want you to learn. Like, but if you do a second time, then we have an issue, right? No you should have learned from the first time. Yeah. But, uh, but it's all about just making mistakes and learning from it. Yeah. I, I love when I go to your location, how much your people know what they're supposed to do. They do, they're doing what they're supposed to do. At least it appears from the outside <laughs> yeah. looking in and it, 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 I admire how they respect and admire you. And I always wish and hope that I can do the same with my team, that they aren't being told what to do, but they're passionately want to do because they're a part of the team and a part of the, the mission. Um, so I think as other entrepreneurs uh, look at what you're doing, one thing I, you know, I encourage is, is that when you build a team, inspire your team, make sure they understand what the mission is, what the goals are, what the expectations are. Uh, but see how you're having fun through that journey so they want to be a part of that fun process as well yeah you know everybody sees the fun part and there's a lot of work that goes into it but you're right it's uh you know being able to to remind them like how we got here and where we're trying to go and you know really want wanting them to be part of that journey no doubt yeah yeah wow <laughs> love stuff. the business talk yeah it's 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 i mean it's it's really cool because there there are a lot of similarities you know in in how you got started and kind of how we got started and kind of just the 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 way that we've kind of intertwined with some different stuff, but yeah, getting back to that sloppy one logo, when you asked me to do that, it was just like, this is the most ridiculous. <laughs> you want a taco and cowboy boots? So I was like, okay. And yeah, it was pretty fun to nail that. And then that's, I think that's one thing that I liked uh, just designing for you is just because you are kind of out there and you're kind of yeah. like, give me some freedom uh, as far as that, that goes. And, and it's just, like I said, that, that taco, the sloppy one logo is just ridiculous, but it's like so cool in the same manner. And it's just kind of something that, you know, people want to, you know, we print, print shirts, you sold out of them, we make hats, they sell out of them. So it's just, it's a great thing. And then also your style, just with the kind of the vintage, uh, Texas kind of old honky tonk yeah. barbecue joint, like that's just like right down my oh, alley yeah. too. And so I think that was a really a perfect mix when it comes to, uh, the, you know, the three of us all kind of working together with that. Oh no. Like I, I absolutely love you guys. Like I really, we are family and especially always, always say this and it's truth. You want to work with people that you love. Mm -hmm. Like it just makes it easier and you can have those hard, hard conversations. We need to have them, but it just makes it so much easier and everything y'all do, like everything you do for your community, like that's like number one, right? Yeah. Like that's your backbone and your foundation. That's how y'all got started. Right? right. And then how much y'all gave back and how much the city like loves, like it's all about people taking ownership in you. Like you want your consumer to do that. And they do that. I can't tell you how many times <laughs> I see people, uh, with y'all shirt on or friends and family. Like, Oh my God, I cannot believe Tumbleweed sells your stuff. Like there's, they think it's the coolest thing ever. Awesome. Yeah. And you know, that's, that's what it's all about being recognized and being connected with brands that you really love. And you know, we're really lucky to be part of that. Well, you mentioned that sloppy one holding that bottle, barbecue sauce, beer, who knows what's in his hand. <laughs> what's your go-to drink? So, I love champagne. That that's uh oh, yeah. that's my kryptonite. Um yes. but uh you know, I like to drink a lot of cold beer, so Lone Star Light's my go-to. Okay. Um I do love good tequila, Casa Azul, you know. Um but if I'm just having a good time, champagne definitely. Yeah. Okay. 
Yeah. And you own a coffee shop too, or your wife is running it. Yeah, so no, I wish you, I wish you, I say I own coffee? it. That, that is my wife's oh, wow. coffee shop. That's her Dang. dream, and uh, I, I'm just really fortunate enough to be part of it. And yes, I love cold brew and a cortado. They call it <laughs> they call it the pitmaster yeah. special. Moss Moss Coffee, right? Moss Coffee Co. Yep. Every time I stop by there, I have to bring my wife back that lavender latte. Yeah, it, that's money. It's so awesome. the, you know, same thing like uh, you know our barbecue. Um, it's all house-made syrups. There's so much love that's put into it. Um, if it's not 100%, you know, it goes in the trash, you know, because every time somebody walks into our barbecue joint, just like the coffee shop, they expect, a, you know, a 97, 98 because we're top 50. And if we don't hit that, if there's a 96, we suck, right? Um, same thing like an Instagram, right? We have to make sure that every pl- platter that goes out is ready for the gram. And yeah. I tell the team, if it ain't good for the gram, chop it up and put it in the sloppy wine. Yeah, yep. no doubt. <laughs> well, you probably get... You probably don't even hardly eat barbecue anymore much, do you? At all. I don't so, what, like so what do you, so let's say you, you have time to make a nice dinner at home. What, like, what are you going to go to as far as what are you going to cook? Oh man. Like my son loves steak. So we, uh, we get 44 farm ribeye, make a mistake, um, grill it outside. The wife needs to make sure that we eat vegetables. So we have vegetables with go. that. And I try to, you know, sneak in a baked potato every once oh, in a while. Nice. If she lets me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, the sun and then the sun loves uh, hot dogs. So sometimes we'll do chili dogs with 44 forums. I know I'm uh, dropping them, but their meat's so much better than everybody else. And I'll stand to say it. Uh, and my son is very snobby. Like he likes yeah. 44 farms. There you go. Well, when you get, yeah, your kids kind of start dictating, uh, what you can eat sometimes, or you got to make two separate meals, you yeah, know, that's, that, that's yeah. never fun either. So yeah. geez. How about yourself? What do you like? What do you cook at the house? I see you cooking some. I'm a grilled chicken guy. Yeah. And I've always been a grilled chicken guy. My dad. uh, Let me ask you a question. Yes, sir. Are you like me where you like a dry? I like dry chicken. I do not. Oh, okay. (laughs) I like chicken thighs. So I usually get the boneless chicken thighs and then I like them juicy and yeah, I do not like it dry. So do you throw it in taco or do you chop it up as rice or some veggies? I do chop it all up and I'll bring some tortillas and there you go. So I do tacos or I can just do it uh, plain, just grill it right off the grill. Yeah. Yeah, that's my go-to. Been eating. I mean, it used to be at my house. My dad was a football coach, so he always had to work Saturdays until about three yeah. o'clock. You know, breaking down film and stuff, and then he'd get home and then he'd fire up the grill, and we'd always cook out on Saturday nights and like watch the college football game or whatever. So that's kind of the good memories that I have uh, of growing up. But yeah, that's kind of carried. You on know, it's cool. Love doing grilled chicken. That's what barbecue's all about, right? And that's barbecue. Oh, yeah. right? I don't care. Like grilling on, it's all the same. And it's all about being with your family, yeah. having a good time. And it's all about those memories. And that's the one thing I love about the sloppy one. What you just said, like, I can't tell you how many people said, oh my God, this reminds me of my childhood. And I laugh and I tell them this, like, sincerely. It's like, because you had a lot of terrible yeah. barbecue. It was just full of barbecue sauce in it, chopped up. Yeah. And they're like, oh my God, you're right. Yeah, like, that's what it is. Back. It is just a whole bunch of barbecue sauce. Yeah. yeah. I was telling Carrie the other day. Yeah. I mean, that's like my happy place. Like, I just have like a little Weber grill too. Yeah. I'm just on the patio. I turn on some Flatland, yeah. whatever, on the speaker. And I'm just out there by myself, crack open a beard, put the game on. Like, you can't beat that. And, you can't. and, and the weather's getting perfect for that right now. So I'm like super excited about rolling with some more of that. So, yeah. You know, when people come in all the time, they want me to tell me about how they barbecue. And I'm like, that's awesome. Like, yeah. and it's sincere. Like, I'm glad you're doing it because. If you weren't doing it, there wouldn't be this love for it, right? And it's like the most purest thing because anybody can have a conversation about it. Like people want to aspire to do it or people actually do it. And a lot of people do it so they feel confident to have a conversation with you about it, about barbecuing. And this is what I do. And that's cool because that is your touch of your barbecue. That's your signature, right? And your family and friends love it. And they're like, yeah. So that's all that matters. No doubt. But not drawing, right? You, know, you got to have, you got either you're a good drawer or a bad drawer, right? Is that pretty much your artist well, or not? 
I'm an art teacher, so I can't say that it's it's all a, a lost hope. We're trying, <laughs> we're trying to. Uh, I have a lot of students that that need some help, but you know, there's always hope that that you know I can teach them some things to make them a little bit better. But then there's some that come to me that are pretty awesome to begin with. I just try to like not mess them up. <laughs> but, That's yeah. awesome. So let's talk about music for just a second. Um, you know, we've talked a lot about different groups and and things that we like. Of course, I grew up in in the uh, in college in the kind of the '90s, and so that was like. Robert O'Keen, Pat Green, that whole crew was, oh, was yeah. starting to pick up. Yeah. Um, towards the end of that, I guess after I was out of school, like Cross Canadian, Ragweed, Bowling, and stuff. What are some of your favorite like Texas musicians that you like? Man, you you can't talk about Texas country without Pat Green, right? Oh yeah, yeah. like that was that you know it was Pat Green. There's a lot of cold beer, a lot of Pat Green. Randy Rogers was just getting going. You know, everybody loved Cross Canadian Ragweed. You know, Alabama. That that song, like everybody just knew, it was. Oh yeah. You know, it was the greatest thing ever. Um, and you know, everybody forgets, man. Eli was, you know, popping back in the day too. Like when they were truly yeah. like Texas country. You know, granted, and that's one thing I always say. Like if it wasn't for Pat, Randy, and Wade, of uh, everybody else, call, you know, I'll say it. Like we all called them sold out or sellouts, right? Because they went to Nashville. But if it wasn't for them. Then Parker McCollum couldn't be doing what he's doing, right? Cole right. Wetzel couldn't be doing what they're doing right now. And yeah. you know, like they literally set the foundation for you, us not to call them sellouts, right? right? They're like, oh, they made it. Like, you know, sure. you know they went he, big too. Yeah. I mean, even like huge. Cody Johnson, right? Like, didn't he like win like a CMA or something like that? He might have. Yeah. And it's like, if it wasn't for us calling Eli Young a sellout, like all of them, right? <laughs> if it wasn't for us doing that, like them doing that, excuse me. That wouldn't have gave the like door open that they can go do that. And I think like Flatland, like I love them to death, but they all moved up to Nashville too, right? Yeah. Um, and you know, that's the ultimate dream. Like that's the other thing I think as an entrepreneur, you know, people are like, Oh my I can't believe you did this or did that. And you realize like, oh wait, like they don't get it. Like right. we're just trying to survive and try to make it right. Like we we wanna like you wanna be a hundred million dollar apparel company. Like if you didn't, then why are you in it, right? Like, yeah. like because you, there's a lot of good you come out of that, right? You can hire a lot of employees, give them a, you know, good quality life. You can be able to give back. Cause I know y'all give a percentage back to, to the community. Right. Like there's things that come with it. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what a lot of people forget. It's like, I'm not selling out. Like I'm just trying to provide for more people. Right. I'm trying to grow. I'm trying to do more things because we're humans. Right. Like we want more. We want to do good. Yeah. It goes back to like, people want to help people. Right. Like the more we get, the more we can help. For sure. Yeah. Speaking of helping people, uh, you started a foundation recently. Yeah, yeah, we did. That was really cool. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, we uh, started the Zavala Family Foundation, uh, the wife and I. You know, um, it was one of my goals, like, when all my cancer stuff happened, it was like, I need to start a foundation. And I'm glad I had some help of uh, a person that's in the industry. He's like, because, you know, I was like, I want to help everybody. He's like, that's not how it works. Like, you got to be very specific on what you want to do. So we uh, created this foundation to help out people in the restaurant industry that have been affected okay. by cancer. Because cool. uh, right when my stuff happened, and I think it happens with anything, right? You just become hyper aware. Like, especially like when you buy a new car, right? There's like, man, everybody has the same car. It's like, what the crack? It's just, you're aware, right? And same thing. There's a lot of people in the restaurant industry that were being affected by cancer. And I'm like, holy cow. It's like. And for me, like, I'm real, like, yes, I say it, I'm lucky that I have insurance because I'm a consultant and, you know, my treatment was like $880,000. People don't have $880,000, no. right? Oh and then right now I'm on immunotherapy and every shot I go get is 23K, right? Um, and all, granted, I have insurance. Right. Uh, but it's like, people don't have that, right? And granted, like, I can't give you 875000 but if I give you 1000 to help out with the stay at a hotel or, you know, deductible or something, 
like, you know, we did our job, you know, this is our first fundraiser. Uh, we had a storm come through. Um, y'all, uh, thank y'all so much. Y'all donated uh, for the raffle. We actually raised 18,500. Um, and I just, I was blown away. I couldn't believe it. Um, uh, and we probably had one third of the people that were going to come. So I'm like, damn it, man, the storm right. went good. Like we could have yeah. raised a lot more it money. It blew through really quick. Too, it though. did. And you know, that was a private one. I think we're going to keep that private. It makes it more intimate mm-hmm. and we can have a little more fun. Yeah. Uh, I was having a good time. That was a fun night uh, for sure. And then we'll, uh, we're, we're hoping to do one around April timeframe, more public facing. Um, and, you know, hopefully I get some of my friends in the industry to come out and cook and we yeah. can raise some good money. Um, but we had Austin Mead and Slay Culture playing and uh, they yeah. did a great job. It was good. Yeah, it was fun for sure. Yeah. Anytime you tie in a good cause, good food and good music, I think it's and some Lone Stars. Yeah, lots of Lone Stars. <laughs> lots of Lone Stars. Yeah, that was good. Um, so kind of bring this back to, to you. Where, where are things going? Where, where, are you, where are you thinking, uh, where do you want to take things as you move forward with uh, Zavala Barbecue and what you're doing over in Grand Prairie? You know, we're, we're, we're so happy that we have the community behind us. Um, we absolutely love everything. Uh, the city um, really believes in us and helped us get the back lots behind us. Um, the ultimate goal is to build a Moscovco behind us uh, with a uh, um, a roaster there, a commissary kitchen, because we want to have multiple Moscovicos all throughout DFW. Uh, and then also build um, a bigger smokehouse. You know, I think most smokehouses have five smokers. I do stuff because I, I want to get six just so we can have the most, you know? Yeah, right. um, but that's that's the ultimate goal. And the city's really investing in downtown. Um, and it's been a great partnership. You know, they switched our road to Brisket of Maine. And I think it's like, uh, how much can we, how come, like, you know, at the end of the day, there's a, there's a, there's a place called Don Juan's that's there that's been there since like 1955 or 57. There's a, uh, there's a Edelman's barbecue. There's an outlaws barbecue. That's all been there in the sixties, right? They're part of grand prairie. They're a staple. They're going to be there 50 years from now. Like if, you know, we can be Zavala's barbecue 40 years from now. And it's like, Oh, Zavala's barbecue. And I, you know, hopefully I'm still here outside drinking cold beer. <laughs> if not, my son either sold it or burnt the thing to the ground. Like <laughs> I won. Like that, that's, that's all I want. I want my son to have the opportunity to do whatever he wants with it. Um, I think that's the ultimate goal. Uh, you know, it was, it was really cool at Troubadour Fest because he was having the time of his life. Like he was underneath like playing while we're giving out food and stuff. And then we're by the smoker and he never wants to be around the smokers. Uh, and I said, Hey, you want to throw some wood in the smoker? And the first time he ever did it, like he threw some wood in there and I'm like, I, I, I want you to get hooked, but I don't because yeah. it's hard, but it's like one of those things, right? Like, um, I almost, almost like I think of, um, I think of Wayne Mueller, right? Um, he left and he said, I'm not going to do anything with barbecue. And then when everything happened, he came back and he's like, has it going, right? And, you know, hopefully my son goes, does what he wants. And then, you know, we all do it, right? We're like, ah, oh, I'm going to go do corporate America. This is what I want to do. You love it. I'm still in it. And uh, you realize like, damn, like, maybe that's not what I want, you know? Yeah. Um, and, you know, if I give him an opportunity to make a decision that he can have this, like, That'd be cool, yeah, you know? For sure. Um, but, you know, everything I do is for my family, especially for my son. Like, uh, I, I love him to death. He's a he's mini me, and he's better <laughs> than me. And I, I just wanted to give him – I say this jokingly, but seriously. Like, I just want to give him a little head start in life, right? Yeah. Like, you know, I think my de- parents did that. Like, you know, I think our – you know, I know you all have kids. I think our job is just to make our kids just 1% better than us, right? Oh, yeah. Just 1%. Yeah, you right. know, like, give them – you know, and, like, my son just, like, caring now like you know he's four you know, about turning five in may and like 
he cares. Like he has that emotional like IQs coming along and I'm like, okay, we're, we're doing a good job yeah. because you know, that's, that's the biggest thing you want him to know how to interact with humans and be, you know, for yeah, sure. Especially. Loving. Yesterday I, I took my wife and uh, my, my uh, middle son, uh, Luke to the state fair. Cause we're at the state fair. I've been going down there two to three times, <laughs> almost four times a week. And there was that moment where he helped me, he grabbed one of our rolled up shirts, put it on the shelf. And I was like, okay, that, one day he might be able to do yeah. this. Yeah. You know? <laughs> no, it's yeah, cool. Like, Train him early. Cool, you know, and he had no clue what he was doing. And by no means that I know what I was doing, but it was that little glimpse of a moment. I'm like, okay, one day maybe he could take over something. And that feeling's like, yeah. there, there, there's not a, like I had a deep conversation with my son probably like two weeks ago. And, uh, I told my wife about the conversation and it was the first time I ever felt like this, purity of love right yeah. like it was like the weirdest feeling ever because i'm like oh my god like it takes over your body and you're like and the first thing i thought was like i wonder if i ever gave this feeling to my parents right yeah. and it was like he didn't know what he was doing but it was like the purest thing ever and i'm like wow like this is that like it was like everything in life like it was all summed up perfectly with that feeling that i had i'm like all that's right cool. that's yeah. awesome that's really good um well with you Jeb, is there uh any hopes that you have with merchandise moving forward with uh, the Zavala barbecue brand? Well, I'm always open for any ideas that Joe throws my way. So yeah. I know you, he's you, got plenty of ideas and they're usually pretty fun and wacky and got some wild colors and stuff going to them. So that's kind of what I like. So yeah, we're, I'm definitely open to anything you want to do moving forward. Oh yeah. I, I want to be your man. Don't, don't cheat on me. <laughs> there's no way <laughs> I, that's, you know, I think everybody says it's my biggest fault. I'm like the most loyal person in the world. Like I'm a ride with you. I'm a die with you. And that's you how go. we're going to go. We like that. Well, yeah, that's hundred percent who we are. Um, you know, f one thing I want to say about you, uh, and I'm, I'm so thankful that Jeb was able to introduce me to you and vice versa is that I just love seeing your passion. Um, and, and I'm very a type, very serious, driven, f you know, future forward thinking, um, seeing your video from a year ago, having fun, uh, celebrating, you know, your, uh, the, the, uh, top 50 barbecue is, it reminds me, I need to have fun doing what I'm doing. Um, and also have high, those same high expectations, but have fun doing it. So, yeah, I, I struggle with it too. Like, yeah. um, like even, you know, I'm not gonna lie. I was like, Oh, not looking forward to Troubadour Fest. But then we were there and like being able to talk with y'all <laughs> yeah. and talk to others and just like, it was like no effort. It was just pure and fun and, you know, good. Yeah. I loved it. I, and I love the fact that everyone had a, a, some, a few cans of beers and they were like, Hey, I'll give it to you. Everyone to trade their beers and yeah. trade conversations and when you get in moments like that and you, again, community, you're around good people that you love and like being around. It makes it all worth it. It really does. Yeah. Anytime you can drink champagne out of a shoe, you know you're doing good. So <laughs> <laughs> We're just hoping to get your level one day. So. Yeah, uh, trust me, we can we can do that anytime you want. That's awesome. Well, hey man, thanks for joining us today. I mean, that's really we're honored to have you, and it's always good to see. You. I know we just saw you Saturday, but it's no. good to hang again. And uh, when, when Brian reached out, I was like, I think it was probably like a five second text. Yes. Like yeah, I, yeah. I will be here. Like well, we appreciate it. I know I you're love a you busy guys. guy. You got left stuff going. I was a little nervous about sending that text. I was afraid I was going to get a no. So no, no. Uh, thank like, you for doing it. I'll tell you one thing. Like I absolutely love you guys, and y'all have done so much for uh, for Zavala's barbecue. Myself on a personal level, and also for my wife and kid. Like I'm always greatly indebted to you guys. Yeah. Like, I love you guys. Well, thank your family so much. to us too, man. We love you as well. So no appreciate it. So thanks. Yeah, I think that's it. Adios, y'all. <laughs>